everybody, and thank you for joining us. This is Michelle. This is Sam. And this is a couple of critics podcast. This is the very first episode, so uh, welcome, welcome, and uh, wish us luck, cause uh, <laughs> we don't need no luck. Yeah, well, we'll figure this out. Yeah. Um. So the whole premise behind the podcast, basically, is that we both grew up with pretty polar opposite opinions on certain kinds of media, like movies, music, what have you. Uh, We're the same age. We were born just months from each other, so... We went to school with each other. Gross. And we're married, so it's interesting that opposites do attract, and we're going to not necessarily try and convince the other person to come to our side, but... uh, Hey, here's something that you may have written off without really listening to. This is something that uh, you may not have halfway paid attention to when you were watching. You may just not have invested much time in it, but you passed judgment. So here we are. (laughs) We're 32 years old, and we're going to start sharing our interest with the other, and it's going to make us or break us. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) Are we going to get stronger, or are we going to get a divorce? We're going to crumble. We actually just celebrated 10 years. 10 years. Also gross. Um, But, you know, love. It makes the world go around. (laughs) So... Uh, my personal music background and stuff is more towards the metal and punk ways, so I'm more used to crazy fast stuff that's just, oh, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, Michelle, what did you like more? Uh, I listened to a lot of soul, and, uh, I was a big fan of 90s rhythm and blues and hip-hop, and eventually I was around the perfect age when the big teeny bopper boom hit in the late 90s and I was totally sucked in. I had wallpaper that was just teeny bopper faces. Uh, Gross. Yeah, which I guess brings us to what we're going to dive into today. Yeah. What have you chosen for me to listen to for the past week, (laughs) Michelle? So I thought that the best way to get this started would be to throw something out there that is somewhat familiar to him, but also maybe potentially polarizing. Um, TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool, was a huge album back in the mid-90s. I personally have loved it since it came out. I had... Got it, I think, as a Christmas present. I received it um, as a cassette tape, uh, probably in the year 1995. When and did it come out? I don't know when it came out. It, The copyright date? I should have done more research. I'm sorry. This is how this is going to go. This is the first episode. you got to give us a break. We're figuring well, it out. I know that the copyright date on the album is 1994, um, but then Busta Rhymes comes in later in the album and says, 1995! So, I hmm. think that some of it was probably... He expected it to come out in 95, and then they no, early I think it released? Or it came, came out, out in 95, perhaps, but People, if maybe most of the work was done in 1994. cringing right now. So, well, you know, I just said 1994 without opening my mouth all the way, so I'm cringing, <laughs> too. <laughs> all right. Release date, November 15th, 1994. So Buster Rhymes, for some reason, just brings up 95 because he's a future, He's in the future. He's a future kind of guy. He's looking forward. Bust a bus. <laughs> Wah! 
Woo-ha! That's my Buster Rhymes impression. and check. I'd like to bring up that the best Buster Rhymes performance of all time is in Halloween 8. I'm going to beg to differ, and we'll probably get into this in the future, because uh, I am a fan of Buster Rhymes. I like Buster Rhymes, too. It's just he's, a very funny performance. He's on time. He's got time. All right. So would you like to dive into this album? We're going to go track by track, right? We're going to go swimming. Yay. So, oh, I didn't complete what I was saying earlier. So I got this as a Christmas present right. on a cassette tape, mm-hmm. wore it out, warped the hell out of it, because you used to be able to do that to music back in the day before everything was digital. Uh, got another one, warped it, listened to another it a bunch. Tape. Another cassette tape. I then purchased a CD on my own. Because I feel personally that Crazy Sexy Cool should be in my musical library. Uh, Warp the shit out of that as well. Um, And I now own my fourth copy of this album. I think it's also crazy that you can remember the amount of times that you bought it. It meant a lot to me. (laughs) What am I going to say? I mean, there's a big difference between, what, 10-year-old Michelle and 32 going on 33-year-old Michelle. So... That Michelle is up for criticism. Yay! And so is this one sitting here today. Yay! And technically, by the time you listen to this, it's all going to be past Michelle's. So, who knows? Maybe I'll be dead. Unless you're Busta Rhymes and you're a future person. God, I could only hope. (laughs) If I could somehow have the rhythm, time, and hair that Busta Rhymes has... I think you could pull off I would also probably disappear for a while after having a pretty decent career. Keep it all in check. That stuff is definitely, you That's know. That's Buster Rhymes, right? Yeah. Keep it all in check. He, he got you all in check. Uh, he was very obsessed with time in the future, but I don't think he necessarily planned out like being around in the future. I so. got you all in future check. Poor Buster Rhymes. When are we going to oh, see him again? All right. All so right. crazy, sexy, cool. So this the- is, I'm going to start off by saying this is an album that I had at a very young age and um, probably should not have. I'm going to go ahead and agree, but we'll get into that. Oh, I mean, (laughs) if the title of the album Crazy Sexy Cool doesn't sound like it's already going to potentially have a little bit of uh, pizzazz for a child. Who actually gave this to you as the parent? I don't know if it was a parent because, well, I almost feel... Like, it would have come after Waterfalls. So Were your parents my divorced or together? No, this? they were divorced. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't really have many memories of them being together. So as far as I'm concerned, they were never married. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's fine. <laughs> so I, I feel like Waterfalls was a good big hit. It was positive because, you know, AIDS. Yes. Um, positivity. You got to yes. fight the power of AIDS. And I think both parents, I feel like both parents bought me a cassette. Really? And maybe those were the first and second copies. Maybe I, but I feel like I may have had to give one to my sister or something. I have no idea. There were, there were a lot of days with me vacuuming the house. To work for it? No. Oh, just just doing chores and playing it and uh, pretending like the vacuum cleaner was a microphone. (laughs) I got a case of the fake people. Ow, ow, ow. Ow. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. I forgot what it was. Anyway, would you like to go through the tracks? I assume that we're going to start Yay. at the beginning. All right. What's so 
We are starting with intro lewd. Now, I personally had never been introduced to interludes before this album. Um, Yo, I'm checking for left I didn't write any notes on any of the lewd things, so I actually have to listen to them and remember, oh yeah, that's this one. Well, okay, so I want to start by saying that most interludes are absolutely fucking atrocious. They're a waste of time. Um, they're just fillers because they couldn't think of enough hits. They need runtime yes. on the album. Yeah, I agree. Most of the time. Um, Unless it's clever, but that's rare. Well, and a lot of, I mean, because not all the time, but sometimes it will be the same beat in the background. At uh-huh. least I think on this album, all of the interludes, or at least at least half of them are the same beat that... This one? Yeah. So enough that they could have combined guest stars and things to make it one track. How many interludes are there? Are there three? There's three, right? Four. Oh, four. Oh. Four interludes. We made it into the next one, actually. Uh. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I was talking. I apologize. So, yeah, my opinion about interludes are... Um, well, that one doesn't even have anything like funny in it, right? It's just... No, and I don't think most of them do. I think that they're just ways to throw in beats that they can maybe only put a little bit into at a time. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, or it's just like pieces of things that they didn't think that they could patch together and make into a full song because it's usually just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> um, was TLC traditionally like the women's power thing, right? From the beginning, they were the condom girls, right? They were the condom girls. Uh, I mean, Salt and Peppa was also involved bigger, in that. Bigger than that. Um, I mean, they were adults when TLC yeah, started out as like young adults or. How old were they when their first teenagers. album came out? I don't know. Yeah. I think it came out in like '91 or '92. Huh. So there was a big, or at least you know, their image-wise, it was a huge jump between <clears throat> condoms on the eyes. Oh, and wearing it in, in the her glasses. Didn't she put it in her glasses? Mm-hmm. Um, Covered the left eye. <laughs> Clever. And now she has no eyes. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we do get offensive about death and things like that, but whatever. But much respect. I love you, Lisa. <laughs> left eye. <laughs> Um, I found it weird in the beginning that since Lisa I th- dead eyes thought open. That, oh my god. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Um, I think it's funny or not funny. I thought it was interesting that the very first track on this the album for the women is a guy. Like the first voice you hear is a dude's. I thought for sure it would be them on the first track. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me, but I'm also in 2018. I never thought well. about that. Oh yeah, it's a much different time yeah, these days. Yeah. How dare these? Yeah, I believe later she refers to girls as hoes. Well, I mean, Dude, is that you are what you is. Yeah, if we were gonna do more about TLC, the following album is crazy. <laughs> so. Oh really? There's a song called "Silly Ho." Oh really? Well, yeah, we might get but, into that someday. But we're not doing that right now. So, okay. so uh, this is a big hit, right? The next one. The next one was a hit that was released. Creep. Yes. I think I knew two songs on this album, and this is definitely one of them. All right. Yeah. Woo. The vocal fry is heavy on this album. T-Boss, she's the coach. 
the cool? She's the cool. She's got the red. Left eye is the crazy, right? Yeah, she will uh, burn your house down. That's why she was actually not featured as much on this album, because she was in rehab after throwing shoes that she had set on fire in her boyfriend's tub. Lisa, burn the house down. That got so loud on the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> it's fun. I'll do some post-editing. Um, is Does Lisa Left Eye ever sing? No. Even live, she didn't sing, sing? No, I think she would, like, I think she would just kind of lip-sync along with stuff. Um, but... I don't think she did anything like that. Um, I want to break down what this song actually means. I know. It's a horrible song. So You know how I am about people <laughs> cheating and stuff. No, I do as well. Uh, both I, very I feel the same way. So we both took some notes on this. Um, my Okay, so the song breaks down this way to me. He's a sleaze because she knows that he creeps. But yeah. she's cool because she's able to keep it on the down low. Yeah. Um, she'll say things like she'll never go astray while yeah. explaining how she goes astray behind his back because yeah. she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this has always been kind of like a weird moral ground for me because uh-huh. it's the whole thing that I think a lot of people have with hip hop music and things like this is separating what they're saying from the beat. Uh, and I was listening to this as a child, and I've never thought that it's okay to creep. Um, so even as a kid, way. you never it never influenced your outlook on it. You always had a little weirdness to it. I did when I thought about it, but I mean, if but I just you forget wanted it, to like jam and dance around, like yeah, I liked it. The video they have these like silky satin. Um, oh, that's this video? Yeah. Wow, you just flashed me back. So they have these. Sorry, I keep cutting it down, but I think we got to cut parts out of it so we don't get in trouble. I think you could just maybe play it a little lower. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. We're fine. We're, we're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I lost track of what I was saying. They're in the silky pajamas. Pajamas, that's the word. Pajamas. not come up with. Yeah, dancing around. I think Lisa Left Eye and the girls are uh, in a boxing ring at some point. Did you read about Left Eye on this song? I did not. I think you did. I a did a little more. research because I didn't. I couldn't catch all the lyrics. I'm not very good with lyrics, as you know, Michelle. I just don't. Reading is hard. I have to read lyrics for me to mostly get what they're saying on things, unless I've been listening to it for 14 years, and even then I don't know what they're saying. But I looked this up because I was like, oh, is she cheating too? Because I was like, I got that feeling, and then I read a line. So I looked up a history thing too. Lisa did not like this song. She did not like the idea of that if you're in a relationship where the guy cheats on you, you also have to go creeping. Uh, so much so that in this video, she said she was going to uh, put a piece of tape over her mouth in the video so it looks like she's not partaking in saying this message. Hmm. But uh, I read, I don't know if this actually happens. Is there a part where she says you don't have to creep if you don't have to at the end of this? No. Really? That's what it was read on the thing. 
This might be totally wrong. I was just on lunch at work and looked at my phone. I also am just taking this from memory, yeah, and it, yeah. it's been a while since it's I've while. listened to, I mean, watched the actual video, not listened to it. I've been listening to this for an entire week, and it has been a blast from my past. So we are going to roll through, um, unless you have something else. Uh, I generally like the groove of the song. The production quality on this is good. The, yeah. There's a lot of instrumentation. I noticed P. Diddy Combs does some stuff on this. P. Diddy was P. P. Billy behind, Billy. I think, producing yeah. on this album. And who else is in it? Uh, produced it? Like, oh, his name begins with Babyface is yeah, involved. Yeah, Babyface. Uh, Dallas Austin, who eventually had a baby with Chili. Really? And then they worked together later after they broke up. Interesting. Hate the message, but the song was all right. Yay. All right, let's yay. go. We're going to kick your game, right? We sure are. I like that groove. There's a couple things in here that remind me of Parliament. It's good. I do think that the production quality went down, though. You can tell that they knew what the hits were going to be and the singles were going to be, and they definitely concentrated more time on those. I know. Who's uh, this? Do you know who's doing this? No, I should have my It's like Dupree or something like that. I'm wrong. It has a Dupree sound, but I'm not gonna. You're not gonna put a line in the sand? No. <laughs> I, I have surefire stances on things, but I'm not gonna get involved in any beefs. That stuff's going around right now, and uh, I don't wanna get wrapped up in anything. I thought you had a problem with uh, Eminem. <laughs> I mean, just because I'm white doesn't mean that I think he's like the greatest thing ever, so. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell him he sucked. No, I liked him growing up, but then I. I'm just referencing that. What's that guy? Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't listened to any of that stuff. No, I haven't either, but I um, listened to Eminem when I was younger and then when I got saved and turned my life over to Christ I <laughs> specifically broke my Eminem CD in the name of the Lord and threw it away did you say this is for you Jesus and then snapped it no but I'm pretty sure I was crying at the same time so I mean we've, we've all got stories that make us who we are don't we alright um, what do you so my okay kick your game is Probably my favorite song on the track. Mm. The on the, no, 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 no. I take that back. It's my second favorite track on the album. This has always been a favorite of mine. Really? Um, absolutely. Right now, if you could turn this up, I want to hear Left Eyes Rap. Left Eye... I'm telling you, she wasn't on all the tracks, but when she was on a track, I think she just made it so much better. It definitely adds spice to the whole thing. Watching me. Is this a, is this a thing from a rhythm from something else? Probably. It makes me, it reminds me of uh, Gin and Juice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, to me, it feels like. Um, Genie and a Lopez. Hey, Lisa Lopez. Uh, it feels like Genie in a Bottle before Genie in a Bottle. It's basically. Um, I can see that. It's basically saying, uh, "You've got to prove to me that you're worth kicking it with." 
Mm-hmm. And then right here, chili. Favorite part of the song. There's nothing like chili coming in in a song and really just kicking that bridge's ass. Huge chili She's fan. Kicking that game. I love chili's game. It's not strong. Sorry. Her game is on. If you're gonna yell, then you need to yell correctly. <laughs> That's gonna happen a lot. Me messing up lyrics all the time. So. Yeah, I would say that Genie in a Bottle is a bleached kicker game. This song gave me anxiety because I was like, I have to know how to kick game too? <laughs> and I'm not As, smooth. Like in addition to punching game or like handing over game? As an addition is me just having to exist. <laughs> God, isn't life painful sometimes? <laughs> All right, the next track is Digging On You. It was released it was a popular track not quite as popular as the one everyone knows um it was a release it was a release yeah this one i have been singing a lot really oh yeah i wrote another noticeable production drop on this because these sounds sound so nintendo-y compared to the other songs when they came on a disc of yeah, samples yeah. that you could use. I was like peace in a groove on a Sunday afternoon. Hold on, I, here's my favorite part coming up. It's coming up. I was chilling with my Kool-Aid. <laughs> God, I was so excited about this. Okay. All right, so this song, I think that the lyrics are bullshit. Why? What, I don't know what the lyrics are. Dumb. I was chilling with my Kool-Aid. Okay, I guess I do know what some of the lyrics are. It's, it's supposed to be, I don't know, some sort of a sensual type song, I think. And seems like a filler song to me. It's totally a filler song. In my opinion, it's and probably you, the one of the worst ones on the album. And you, you, I Absolute. Would, I would if agree. If not the worst. There's like a category of songs on this album to me that's like a noticeable production drop. They didn't care about it. They knew it wasn't going to be anything. They knew that the, whatever singles they were going to put out, that was going to sell the album. It didn't matter. Well, and you keep talking about production value. And I'm someone yeah. who listens to vocals and lyrics. And that's why the very first note I have for this song is that the lyrics are bullshit. Um, uh. <laughs> I used to love this song, but yeah, I just can't. I, I, I can't get into it except for huh? the bridge yeah. later on. I'll skip ahead just a little bit. I uh, do like the rhythm, though. The well, Chili's getting ready to come in. Oh, you love Chili? I love Chili. Chili's addition to the best. I love Chili, too. Diction on that part is great. It sounds Michael Jackson-y to me there. Actually, some of this, actually, when I say that, it's got some of that lower production quality that Michael Jackson would have sometimes. You know, like on a throwaway track almost. It's got the, it's like something on a real cheap Casio keyboard. 
I'll say I agree maybe around the Dangerous era in the early that's, 90s. That's what I'm... Which is around the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, my personal opinion is that that is... It's my second favorite song on the album. And I think Chili's addition to every song is pretty great. So, Chili Rules. Chili Rules. Everyone likes Chili. So, this next song is one that I've been referencing quite a bit. Because it's hilarious. The, the title is Case of the Fake People. Sam? It's good to go. Uh, I think the production quality got better. Again, on this one. The sound sound good. This and this reminds me of P-Funk. This song is groovy. I think it reminds me. That was English. It was an attempt at English. This song reminds me of P Funk because I think of Night of the Thumpasaurus Peoples. And it's called Case of the Fake People. So it's just for me. And it has kind of a build. It's got that groove to it. Building in the beginning in the building. Yeah. That's the song. The building. Here we go. OJ's reference, backstabbers. Oh, I thought you were saying an OJ reference at first. No one died. A backstabber. No, no, no. He did that in the face. He had no fear. He knew he was going to get away from it on some bullshit, like a glove not fitting and Bullshit? What? You acquit because the glove don't fit. I can't believe you think OJ did it. Of course. This is a sad day. <clears throat> I wrote, this is just a nice, groovy song. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really funny that uh, it, it really dates the song, even though people still do reference things being fake. I mean, my God, fake news makes me cringe every time I see it. Okay, so the fake news. <sighs> but... I feel like the 90s were really big on calling out people's fake-ass personalities. Bitch, you being fake. You fake. You say this to my face, and then you do this behind my back. You fake. Bitch, you being fake. Ho? You a fake person. All right. What's... You're one of those fake people. What's um, that? I yeah. definitely like that way more than digging on you. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, less than that space. I like All to the say, so far, I, I haven't been miserable really listening to this. It's got enough groove to it that it hasn't been. The only thing that's bothering me is the vocal fry amount. And by and bothering me, I mean giving me a hard on <laughs> the entire album. <laughs> I'm trying to work, I, and I'm walking around with a boner. Ow. There it goes. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Is it one of those interlude things? Interlude. Next we're going what's to... What's this one called? This is the Crazy Sexy Cool interlude. Yo. I'm going to talk to the Phyllis like for a minute. I feel like this roof. I want y'all to know the fly is kind of hot. The gift fly is kind of hot. In 94. Talk to me. In 94. She's crazy, sexy, cool. I'm let y'all know what that be. And uh, if you listen, like me here, Puff Daddy at the time. I was almost calling Puffy. I almost called him P Diddy. Who's at the end? Make you laugh. 
Yeah. So um, I have a note about that as well. Um, first of all, right now they're introducing the ladies. They waited until track six to start introducing the ladies. Which, oh my god. And um, then, if you listen, P. Diddy is doing what he does best, which is inspiring Jay Z to make ridiculous sounds. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I immediately thought of the Jay Farrow. Jay Z impression. Uh -huh. And I was walking around work going. When's it happen? It's right at the end. Oh, I just missed it. it. I think something else happens. It happens a lot. <laughs> I just didn't realize until this that Jay Z has been inspired by P. Puff Diddy Daddy. What's it? P. Puff Diddy what was Daddy. his name originally? Just Puff Daddy, right? I'm so confused Sean anymore. Sean Puff Daddy Combs. And then he became Sean P. Diddy Combs? No. Oh, my God. He was Puffy. He went from Sean Puff Puffy Daddy Combs? to Puffy. And then... Just Puffy? No Combs or Sean? Puffy. I think it may have... I don't... Was it Sean Puffy Combs? That's fucking terrible. I don't if know. anyone would label themselves and actually try and sell that, I'm Puffy. <laughs> <laughs> It's if you're selling pornography. I'm puffy. <laughs> I'm so puffy. I'm surprised they didn't say that in this album. <laughs> well, again, the next album gets a little more intense. It's spicy. Am I going to have even more boners on that album? I'm not going to put you through that. This one was more up your comfort zone, Allie. Uh Right gotcha. up the bee bum. Um, so, yeah, that crazy, sexy, cool interlude was often skipped by me because I couldn't take the ridiculous sounds. Absolutely nothing happens. Throw away. Gotcha. Uh, can you hear that? I'm sure you can. I'm sorry. I need to be touching things. Um, at all times. So, <laughs> with that in mind, touching <laughs> things at all times, the next song is Red Light Special. This was a. Did I read that this was a single too? Because if it was, that is insane to me. I don't remember. Um, I did see. I read that Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, R.I.P. And I mean that career-wise, not in life. I, I believe he's still living. He doesn't do anything. I don't think he's done anything for a while, and I could be so wrong. But I don't think I've seen his name on anything in a while. And growing up, I was definitely someone who looked through and read every bit of the, what would you call it? The leaflet? The, the booklet? Book, the booklet that comes with the, the CD. CD booklet. Um, yeah, I would read that front to back over oh, yeah. and over again. Oh, yeah. I was telling you the other day that and I didn't have a CD player on the way back home from like buying a CD because we had to drive like 40 minutes to get one. And I would just scan it over and over and over and over and over again until we came back. I would um don't go too slow. I would make my dad listen to whatever it was. I remember when like Jennifer Lopez's album Wait. came out one year. Were you listening to this album with your dad? And I made no. This is a song that I would definitely um Sensor be embarrassed around. and turn off if you know someone walked in because I knew that it was inappropriate. Um, I mean the very first line in the song is "Take a good look at it. Look at it now." Uh, I'll let you touch it if you like yeah. to go down. Uh, um. I wrote, I wrote, uh, 
the southern route line is hysterical. Yeah, I'll let you go further if you take the southern route. So if you go down on me, we can have butt sex. Is that what you think it is? I mean, come on. I thought it was just if you go down on me, we can have sex. Straight. Well, I mean, that is a very common topic in TLC songs. Butt sex? No. Oh. You gotta lick it before you stick oh. it. Yeah, it's a good policy to me. The vocal fry is the heaviest on this song. Again, this song, although very educational for sexy time, people looking to get it down. Oh, yeah. I wrote um, This song gave pubes to people. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. As a 10-year-old, I learned what a uh, red light special was. Isn't that a prostitute thing, though? In Amsterdam, yes. So, what? She's giving him the prostitute special? She's saying, uh, if you go down on me, uh, you can put it anywhere. That's what I'm figuring out from the song. <laughs> I think if, if you go down, I'll go round. <laughs> wow. Is that a rhyme already that was known? I'll or did you just and make I that rhyme, up? And I rhyme and I rip. This is the way the Dylan spits. <laughs> You're a regular Johnny Cochran. I am influenced. Which is another semi-OJ reference. That's because he got that guilty motherfucker off. No, he's not guilty. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, I um, can't imagine that. There's chili, right? There's chili being great again. I can't imagine myself as a 10-year-old, even though, like, I know that I was. I was a 10-year-old listening to this. And the people who were also my age growing up, my classmates, were listening to the same stuff because everyone owned this album. This album sold Huge. an insane amount of copies. And everyone had this. I mean, not you, of course. No. But I owned it four times. I owned it. I own it still. It's st- Yeah, I looked at the book just the other day. Yesterday. You have a really bad sense of time. Yep. Everything is the except other day. About, except for about what time it is. It could be earlier today and it was the other day. Yeah, but you could be like, what time is it? And I bet I can be like, I don't know. Here, I might look at the clock. Uh, 2.22. It is 4.46. Damn it. I just missed. I assume myself. that you were looking at a clock because you're blind. <laughs> no. No. So, yeah, um, even though we didn't really listen to much of it, uh, Chili is, again, the best part in the song. Chile. Coming in the end and just throwing... Lisa's not on this album at, barely at all, right? Her sexy down. Um, Lisa's not on it too much. That's why every part that she does decide to pop up on is uh, pretty golden. And speaking of that... What's uh, next? The next track is the track that everyone oh, would know. Didn't if she they write were... this song? I read that Lisa wrote this song. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that everyone's favorite part is, I seen a rainbow yesterday. So, I yeah, mean, I can't speak for everyone, part. but, yeah. Uh, and then mine. in No Scrubs, let me give you something to think about. <laughs> Her parts are always the best for a good time. But if you want to get down, chilly, here we go. <laughs>
like that guitar line. It's got like a wah pedal thing going the whole time in the whole song. I wonder if that's Dallas Austin because he had he play guitar and some of their music. And I mean, I could be co- incorrect, but I know that he did play a guitar. That name sounds like a guitar playing man, Dallas Austin. Or someone who wishes that they were black. Um, so this song definitely introduced me to the concept of AIDS. I was unaware. Um, and then the video was pretty descriptive, I think. There was a couple. Uh, hey, we're going to have sex. No, I don't want to use that condom. Uh, and then they rolled around in bed, and then there was a bunch of regret the next morning. Huh. I don't remember this video at all besides them dancing in water. It was to um, sex up and allure the idea of, like, not having sex that isn't protected. I mean, it went from condoms on the eyes to, like, AIDS will kill you. Here is our biggest song. (laughs) Give us your money. Thank you. AIDS will kill you. People are like, yeah, thank you. I appreciate the knowledge. Here is my money. I'm sorry that you're going to go bankrupt, but I am now way more knowledgeable about AIDS. Is this when they go bankrupt? They went bankrupt, I think it was after they sold. I mean, they were winning awards and talking about it. It wasn't long after the album came out that I think they filed for bankruptcy. Because <laughs> um, we both watched the shit out of that TLC. Behind the music? Behind the music. Oh, my goodness. I, I know more about TLC that way than anything. If I would name media as like parental guidance... Uh, VH1 helped raise me. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I watched a lot of VH1, a lot of behind the music. Yeah, I know a lot about MC Hammer for no reason. There are reasons. <laughs> it's, it's national history. It's international history. It's international history. That hammer went hammer. You um, gotta know that if you buy too many water fountains in your home, you will lose all of your money. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so... I Seen a Rainbow Yesterday is a great line, albeit horrendous grammar, and unfortunately grammar matters to me. Um, I Seen a Rainbow Yesterday. Uh, T-Boss needs to clear her throat. And Chili doesn't have her own line, but she has backing vocals. No Maloney cries. <laughs> she's got a very mousy voice. Yes, she's definitely the. She's the dime piece, as they said in the beginning, or some part. Remember, they're like, yeah, she's but left as a dime piece. Yeah. That was said um, when they were being introduced in track six of the album. Oh, and I also noticed they really like to laugh on this album. <laughs> yeah, they're always like, a bag. <laughs> well, and this song happened to have been parodied by Weird Al Yankovic. That's, I know that so much better. That's the only reason I know this song, really. It's phony calls. I, I don't go making phony calls. I stick... To the numbers in the, the seven-digit numbers you're used to. Damn it. See, I'm I'm much less familiar with that part of 
Mr. Alfred Yankovic. Alfred? Alfred. Alfred? <laughs> Alfred. Was, Alfred was the butler before Alfred in Batman. But I'm crash. All right, what's the next song? We've got another intermission lewd. Here we go. Which one's this? It's approximately 42 seconds of this a complete waste of time. Is this? What's the point of 42 seconds? It's not going to make or break a time limit. This isn't the Busta Rhymes one, is it? No. Because Busta Rhymes is never a waste of time. Is this just the one that's just this for a while? Yes, this is all that it is. A waste of time. Absolutely unneeded. And everyone who would listen to Waterfalls would have to listen to that. It's the track right after Waterfalls. And then next, we're going to go into some serious sexy stuff. Let's do it again. Sounds like Michael Jackson to me again. This is so much more of a song that I would definitely turn off. If someone walked in and I was listening to it. Oh, really? I thought you meant just because you didn't like it. Um, I mean, okay, so having this as a young child and listening to this the most, the chunk of time where I definitely listened to this on repeat, um, it was cassette. You know how annoying it is to fast forward fast through a forward. song and then oh, have yeah. to rewind to go back? And yeah, I would let it play, but oh, yeah. I would turn it down if my dad were to walk in or something. Because of the lyrical content? Well, and then it gets to, you know, as the song goes on, you Is start to hear. Yeah, turn it up. <laughs> I am dancing like a fool. <laughs> She's grooving. I love it. In the podcast studio that we made today. <laughs> I basically did nothing. Oh, I think I'm a little bit better. Hear my voice just up? No, I really wasn't paying attention. I was just listening to the song. I'm sorry. Um, So the thing that really, the thing about this song, aside from hearing Babyface doing backing vocals, because he also wrote this song. Right now? Yeah, he's in the chorus. Um, Sex sounds begin later on in the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, ah! Oh my god. So sex sounds and salt fake sex sounds. They always make me uncomfortable. They're the worst. They they're, always make me uncomfortable. They're only cringeworthy. Yes. They're not enjoyable. It's How never do you expect fun. to listen to that stuff like in your car? Are you gonna turn that up? it's always annoying to me because it's always invariably a <sighs> song that I really enjoy. Usually. Like that Zappa song. Uh, the torture never stops. Yeah. Style. Like, that's got sex sounds in it. I hate it. Hate it. I yeah. also hate pop sounds in music. When we put sirens in, it, is, it makes me crazy. Uh, I don't understand. I'm driving in my car and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I. It's so cringeworthy. Um, but again, I think Chili is everything in this song. I think her songs are the only part of this whole track that are worth listening to. Oh, yeah. 
better? Oh, yeah. Well, and then, so I'm going to actually step all over myself right now. Um, oh, God. Okay. Wait, I'll do it in a second. Ugh. Yeah, I hate it, too. Oh my god, okay, so I am like 95% sure that that's chili. Chili! So, unfortunately, chili does the best and worst parts of this song. And that's really <laughs> unfortunate. She's got the bottom and the top covered. Of the three girls? Yes. By far? Always has been. Huh. And it's because she's got. And it's not her, about her being sexy. She is the sexy one. But, like, she has the most... T-Boz has the vocal fry, where it sounds like she's not able to hit as, as many notes. Um, Chili can... I think Chili's just more versatile. And she's she has always been the eye candy, so they eventually put her in front. Like, no scrubs. She was the lead on, basically. Middle girl. So she was the one dancing the most. Yeah. And, like, I just think that she has the most groove to her people might disagree and think that with uh t-boz because she's the cool but i've always been a chili fan uh and then lisa left eye lopez is a close second well uh chili seems to belt now that i know what girl is who Mm -hmm. she seems to belt the notes out more like in a traditional way Mm -hmm. and i know you like vocals that do that I like when ladies let loose. Yeah, so it makes sense to me. And men. And men. Oh, there's nothing like a good soulful voice. Um, But yeah, so... I check out on that song whenever it played. I'd notice I'd kind of start ignoring it when I was listening to it. And I'd have to bring myself back in. It's kind of hard. I think... Yeah. And what would bring me back in is that fucking... Uh. Oh, God damn it. I never yeah. skipped a song while listening to any of this, though. So I figured I had to hear it all as much as possible. But, yeah, I I would probably maybe call this my least favorite song. Really? Well, I mean, you checked out, so it turned you off as well. Yeah, I have a hard time figuring out which is my least favorite and my Most favorite, favorite, though. Well, I mean, I'm going to definitely... I'm. I'm able to throw this out more because I'm way more familiar oh, with this. Oh, yeah, way more. In the end. After we get done with going through to. it, I'll make the decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I have and a hard time and I've putting already, a lid on and my And I've already opinions. forgot what you said was your favorite, so you can tell me again. Um, no, I said it was my second favorite. We have not okay, got to my cool. favorite track yet. So what's next? Um, uh, the next song is a Prince cover. I did not realize this oh, until yeah, I was yeah, listening and looking. Are we going to listen to the Prince version too? I want to hear that. We can bring that up. Uh, I would like to listen to this first. Cool. Uh, I'll give you some volume. You ready? Yeah. Go for it. I had no idea that this was a Prince cover, but here you go. If I was your girlfriend, your, not your. Yeah, we hate being from Indiana and saying words like you're. It only happens when we're speaking lazily. Yes. So if that gives you I any like indication these sounds. of what, you know. I like these sounds. Really They're interesting. Like. It's brands. Yeah, he also had vocal fry. Oh, yeah. Prince was basically a woman. Definitely had no sex appeal to you. To me, oh my god! For some god. reason, that androgynous thing, man. 
reels in the ladies because he was a sex island. That was really popular in the 80s, wasn't it? I think the it's still popular stuff. now. No, I think it had like a resurgence for sure because people don't want to like identify strongly as this or that. Oh, gender. Everyone just wants gender, to be what's it fluid. Called? Gender identity. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, I have nothing against being uh, fluid. I don't care. I just think people aren't. I mean, people are like taking stances on things, but as far as like identifying themselves, no one wants to tie themselves down to anything anymore. So. What do you think of this song? I think the androgynous thing really took off. So. Especially at that time. I saw. Enjoy. I saw a video. What were we watching? I think I was watching it with you, but it was like a flashback on something, and Prince was performing on some show, American Bandstand. Yeah, we recently went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, is that where I saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a. <laughs> he had like feathered, like Farrah Fawcett hair and a pink blouse on. And then Dick Clark's like, How many instruments do you play? And then he, like a pompous asshole goes, Thousands. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, You fucking prick. <laughs> right here. So, I don't know about you, but I've never had a desire to dress my friends or my dudes. No. And as a dude, I don't want you to dress me. I mean, that sound, I mean, since we're talking about identity and nailing yourself down to something, why would you let someone who's not even, like, someone who you're really committed to, someone you're just dating, like, identify If you? I was. Is this the one where she says something about making you cry? No, that's the next one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this I can hear Prince doing song. it. Oh, I want to hear Prince. Yeah, I'm not a fan. That was really abrupt. You should have, like... I know. I know. <laughs> Shut that I'm really, I'm really worried about getting flagged for having copyrighted stuff. I don't know the rules all the way. If it's a review, then it's fine. We're okay. All right. We are okay. This has I'm been explained. Waiting. All of a sudden, you're I'm, getting... I'm waiting for the shakedown. Well, this They're is... They're going to get all of them. There's going to be time before this happens, so... We're good. Um, so I need to look up this. Yeah, give me the prince. Give me the prince. I bet it sounds... Is it pretty much the same, I assume? If I was your girlfriend. I did... I mean, I didn't do a side-by-side comparison, but I did um, see that the lyrics are pretty similar for the most part. I don't think that there was a lot of switch-up. Can we find it? Yes. All right. It's got that same kind of bouncy ball noise. (laughs) It's got that print. It's got every bit of prints that I'm not a fan of in it. Wow. It doesn't sound good to me. I'm telling you, ladies slipped off their chairs for this dude. Wow. Would you remember? Is that's him. It's not a woman, that's him. No, I'm saying the is he trying to sing as a woman? Since he wrote it as if I was your girlfriend? Perhaps. I don't know. Anyway. 
Yeah, I'm not a Prince fan. I'm. I mean, here and there, there's a song, but for the most part, I just can't get down with Prince. Not it's a just Prince not fan. my thing. Um, the next oh, song. I wonder if any guest is going to be a Prince fan, and they're going to make us listen to like Purple Rain. Yeah, that would be unfortunate, but that's <laughs> kind of the whole idea of this thing, isn't it? <laughs> like trying to. I mean, maybe not. You know. Give anyone a surefire change of stance on anything, but it's not necessarily a bad idea to open yourself up to something that you may have written off without really giving much of a chance. I mean, we all do that in every aspect of life. We uh, judge books by their cover, which I think is, you know. I have that problem intensely. But I think it's kind of like a protective thing that we do at the same time. It is. It's going away with age. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, because you call people brother now. I it's a thing I started accidentally. And but it's a part of your life now. Oh, I so. know I gotta get rid of it. I gotta stop saying brother. Hey brother. Hey brother. Hey brother. Hey brother. Hey brother. Hey there, bud. Hey bud. <laughs> anyway. All right. What's next. It's another interlude. This one is called the sexy interlude. Which is not sexy at all. None of them are. Distance classic. Please, we have to play the whole thing. We can talk over it, but we need to play it. So. Well, it's it's a very it's the best for me out of all the whatever interludes. Yeah. It's the best because it's at least giving me something. It always made me feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's Puffy. Oh, that's P Diddy himself. No, that's that's Puff Daddy. It sounds it sounds sexy. It's all, you know. Stop playing. Yeah. What you got on? Word. I got on the I gotta get back to work, man. You ain't gonna tell me your name. You know, come on. You know, come on. What's up? What's your name? I can tell you my name. That's not important. You know what? What? I want you to stop working. Yeah, I've always been kind of on the fence about this. I mean, it is what it is. It's really stupid. And I hate it is what it is, but I just said it and I say it sometimes. So that's something I do that... Alright, what you want me to do? Hey, brother. I want you to. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Take sex sounds. Oh, Pass me some tissue so I can wipe my ass! <laughs> and the longest flush sound of all time. Which makes the song better. <laughs> um, All I can really say is fuck Puffy. You deserved it. I. It was so dumb. I didn't expect it at all. I didn't know they were into shit humor. Do you just thought that something like stupid was I was, was like, I thought, I, I didn't know where, where it was going to go. Were you getting a job? No, because I make the joke that Vocal Fry gave me a boner, but I actually can't stand Vocal Fry. It drives me crazy. It's pretty obnoxious. It's something that uh, has always driven me crazy about Britney Spears, aside from everything else about her voice, which I think is just god-awful terrible. Uh, she has really bad Vocal Fry. Everything all right over there? Uh, I hope. It was just recording then. I don't know. Hopefully. I'll check it later. Well, actually, it's probably a good time to check it now. We should probably take, take a little a break. break. Yeah, we're about the end. Yeah, all so. Right. I'll check it out. Should check it out. See what's it all about. We'll be back. It's nothing in this world you know we couldn't do. Yeah, but uh, who was that girl all on your back? In the cup. I'm just a nigga that followed you to the cup. You just want to know if you. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by 
Michelle and Sam, sardines and mustard, fresh mustard, old sardines. Yeah. This episode is also brought to you by Sam and Michelle's No Drip Tampons. No drip, no slip. Oh, thank you for coming back. (laughs) We appreciate it. We are Sam and Michelle again here with the couple of Critics Podcast. Welcome back. And we are currently reviewing TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. Which I guess if you made it to this point, you already know this. But yeah, recap. It'd be really weird to go almost an hour into a podcast and start it there. It would be stupid. But they do this on TV after every commercial break, so I feel like we have to do it, too. That's fine. I love TV. I love TV. All right. So jumping back in, the next track is what I would consider the most boring song on the album. So what a way to bring it back. What's this one? The song is called Take Our Time. I don't remember this song at this point. I gotta wait for it to kick in. Because it's boring. I said, I wrote, even in the last song, I wrote, this is in the block of the checking out section. This is unfortunately a song that is led by Chili. And then I wrote for this one, still checking out. I think that Chili could be, I think she's great as like a side option. I don't think she's great as the main force. Oh, you don't think she's like a carrier of the song? She's yeah. A, she's a spice? She does, so... A chili spice. Yeah, but not... It's a side dish. Let's listen to this. Alright. It's rough. For it's, me. It's the corniest vocals of the whole album for me. Yeah, it's... Chili, whom I love. I think her voice is better than T-Boz's. T-Boz's. But the song is weak. I think Chili is good when uh, she has a bridge to really finish out the song with. T-Boz does? Chili does. Oh. I want to know. We forgot to plug Michelle's headphones. It's okay. Can you hear it? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, it's rough. It's definitely. This is the song where she says something about, I'm going to make you cry. And I was like, what man wants a woman that's going to make him cry? What's going on? (laughs) She wants a man who can be soft and let everything show. Oh. Not just his, Even his egotistical, tough man self. She wants to break him down. She wants to take some time. She wants that oral. She wants that slow, sensual oral before he slips it all the way down to Southern Town. The Southern Round. Yeah. Yeah, I- was totally checked out on this song. Well, 
there is a part here which is the bridge that I do enjoy. Um, it almost has like an older feel of a song. But yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> she laughs so much in this album. <laughs> I'm a sexy child. <laughs> I'm a sexy side dish. <laughs> Don't put noodles in me because that's not really chili. Chili. Definitely need beans and chili. Would you uh, would you still listen to this song when it came on though, or is it a skipper? It's a skipper. It was. It's definitely a skipper. Wow. But I, I mean, we haven't. Is it like offensive to you because chili is your favorite? <laughs> no, it's just unenjoyable. Huh. Um, and I haven't. We haven't got to my uh, favorite song yet, so I would also probably have a little bit of anxiety of wanting to anxiously skip ahead past this stuff anyway to eventually get yeah. to my jams. Gotcha. Um, we actually, I was incorrect earlier. This album does not have four interludes. It has five. I forgot. The most important one that I was even referencing earlier. Five interludes. Like, Fiverludes with Bus a Bus. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I don't want to hear it anymore. I, <laughs> I really agree. <laughs> Let's skip it like you would always do. <laughs> All right, here it is. What's this next song? This is Can I Get a Witness interlude. Oh, it's another interlude. Yes, that's what I recently said. I'm it's okay. I'm doing the thing. I think I'm getting heartburn. Oh, oh no. I like his voice. Raspy. That's the good rasp. That's yeah. not vocal fry. That's no, just that's natural. like just rasp. Yeah, yeah. This thing makes me laugh so much because of that part where he's like, but then again, I need some of that. Cool. Like, that doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Baby, 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 baby. Ha! There's so much laughing in this you album. Want one of them crazy women that they just want you to know that they're laid back and having a good time. They didn't know that they were going to be filing bankruptcy soon. They were having the time of their lives. Let me ask. Hiring people who were going to take all their money away. How many men do you think want a woman... Who will rip someone's face off for them? Oh, this song's also hilarious too, or this interlude is hilarious too, because he's like, "You can't be talking back in front of my man or something like that." So, if any of these interludes should have been a song, it would be this one. My vote. Misrepresenting himself. They should have just given Busta Rhymes a song on their album. Oh, yeah, that would have been just cool. Just given him a place. Here you go, Busta Rhymes. I know that you make your own albums. They could have, like, sung on the chorus, and then Left Eye could have done, like, a, a rap, too, a verse. That would have been good. You're right. I bet he's too much money. I mean, he joined in with A Tribe Called Quest all the time. So it's not like he's unavailable. And again, his future, his current, his now isn't as lucrative as his before times when he was predicting the future. I don't know anything about Busta. He might be fine. No, I think that if he were fine, you would know something about Busta. You would have heard something about Busta Bus. 
He gets residuals from killing Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, we are going to get to this, aren't we? <laughs> no, not until I make you watch Halloween 8. Which I don't think I can do because I don't really like that movie. It's a terrible movie. Well, I think that that's fair, though. I think it's fair that we review things that it's we maybe... Terrible. Well, I think it's more exciting to choose something that I know is like really polarizing from like bubblegum teen pop days <coughs> to force us both to have to listen to. I dread listening to NSYNC. I feel like I'm going to be fair for a while. I'm going to try to be as fair as possible for a while, too. But, I mean, eventually we're going to have to start. I'm just going to run out of stuff eventually, so I'm going to have to be like, all right, well, here's this thing that's going to sound like 40 minutes of noise. So, luckily, we can do this and have fun for a while, but eventually things are going to get <laughs> so real So, we're going to breed into movies. Uh, did we say that? that we're going to breed into movies and all yeah, this sorts is of things. The, TV this shows. is a review podcast for multiple, the multimedia podcast review. For sure. Like, for instance, when we get my buddy Kent on here, we'll be probably doing a movie, hopefully. He loves music, but he's also a big movie dude. Yes. And, I mean, along with Sam listening to punk and... Metal, he was obviously into horror movies and horror movie boobs. <laughs> because adolescence is a motherfucker. And let's not act like I wasn't uh-huh. taking my dad's action movies from the uh-huh. 90s and jerking off to those during say, the summer when he was at work. The days of scanning a horror movie for the three seconds of boobs so I can crank one out and rewind and rewind and rewind. <laughs> All I remember is that there was this Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> Where he was in the shower. There was also a movie with Sylvester Stallone where he was in the shower with like Sharon Stone or something. Are you looking at Bruce and them at that point or are you just looking at the situation? It's the situation. Because I don't see you liking Bruce Willis or (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. No. (laughs) And I'm not going to put myself in a situation where Sly Stallone is banging me essentially in a shower. (laughs) That's disgusting. Hey, Michelle. Because then I just slip and fall and my face would end up looking messed up like his. Hey, Michelle. Would you, hey, you like that? You like that, Michelle? <laughs> hey, you like that? Hey. God, I'd want to slip and fall and bust my head open at that point. Hey, Michelle. And with Bruce yo, Willis. It's not okay? about the person. It's hey, just about the activity. Hey, Michelle, I was fucking you. You fell down. You okay? <laughs> hey, you okay? Hey, you dead? Oh, that was a tangent. All right. And you're dead, and then he has no emotion because he then, can't show it. Because hey, I know you're dead. His but face I, is messed up. Can I still fuck you? Hey, I know oh you're dead. Oh my god! All right, so moving along to switch. Are we turned up? Oh, uh, I'll turn you up. Turn it up. We're there. We're good. I love the groove that they steal because I just like that song anyway. When I first heard it, though, it messed steal with like my inner pay. timing. Did I say steal? Mm-hmm. Uh, I meant that in the most royalty paid way possible. Yeah, they definitely paid out, which is why they ended up with nothing. Unless it was George Clinton. She didn't pay him. I guess they paid the distributor or whatever company. Or do you just mean that George Clinton is the only one who would now receive money from that? Not no, I was just saying that like, even if it was a George... Who does that guitar line? You've got the information station over there. The information station? I don't know how to look this up. Well, in the meantime, I will just say that I've always loved this song. Uh, There is going back to the second, or the first actual song, second track, 
Um, there's a whole thing about erase, replace, embrace, new face. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. About yeah. switching and yeah. taking his friend line. <laughs> yeah. Gross, I, dude. Uh, um. That's gross. And I, I feel like people do that a lot, and I have a real problem with that. If you are dating someone and you break up, and then your friend gets with your ex, gross. <laughs> like that is not okay. There are certain boundaries of respect that just shouldn't be crossed, and people do it all the time. And I think, feel like this song promotes it. But the song's groovy as fuck. But remember the other day we were talking about. It. I think it's because. Oh, chili. Oh, sorry. I'll get into it in a second. Is grooving, dancing. I love it. Fuck morals, man. Hit the groove. Um, I was gonna say, I think that thing happens with the dating of other, the same people because you're friends with people because you have similar similarities, shared interests, and then so you see this person, and then you're like, oh well, like, they have the same interests usually. But aren't you making a specific choice of? Like, I'm not going to believe with or be with my friend anymore. I mean... Uh, it depends it, on how the friend and you are. And it could also be, like, I didn't ever know you from this angle, and now that I see you from this perspective, like, I agree with your ex. Oh, your ex told me things about you. I think, I mean, <laughs> I'm You're sure a piece of shit. it's situational, <laughs> but it's just weird. And then your friend would be telling you things, too, like, man, I put four fingers in her butt. Replace, embrace, new person to put more fingers in the butt. Uh, but I like the song. It's I, think, I wrote, I come back in on this song. It grabs me right from the beginning because it's got that guitar line that I don't know it's from. It's a really great song, I think. Uh, I said, I like the sounds in this song. Uh, when I looked up the lyrics for all the songs, it had like the longest the most actual mm. writing to it. It just wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't shorthand. But when she did the holiday in line, uh, I was like, hotel, yeah. motel, which, holiday in. Which I always laughed when, uh, who did that originally? Everyone. Well, it was in the first one. The Rapper's Delight. Remember? It's from that. I just, I always thought it was funny in that, but then when I heard a girl say it, my chest went. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are a misogynist. Then, wait, it was my initial reaction, but then I realized, well, that's not fair. Like, well, and to be it's fair, not fair either way. I don't enjoy it either way. To be fair to the song, it's also another one of those genie in a bottle situations where it's like a so? respect yourself and uh, give yourself what you deserve. I don't think it's necessarily. I think it's just about like not wasting your time on bullshit and like. If this isn't working, I'm switching. Get I'm out of here. Out. Um, I just don't like the whole switch and take his friend. I think that that's a gross line. But other than that, I think it's a great it's song. It's a really groovy song. Yeah. Um, so this is the last track. Uh, this is my absolute favorite. Absolute favorite oh, on the really? entire album. Something Wicked This Way Comes. This uh, has Andre 3000, no, who does. we now know, who was... Was he unknown at that he point? He was Andre Benjamin, as he is as an actor. Oh. Um, so he is named He's not Andre 3000 anymore? No, he is now. 
Oh, but he was Andre, Andre 3000. He was Andre Benjamin at that point. Andre Benjamin has a killer rap, and I love the song. I love the message. Rap. I love everything about it. Something Wicked This Way comes. Did you just say message? The message. I wrote, this is the big message song. Fuck yeah, it is, and it's got a good message. It makes me feel good. Here we go. Remember back in the time when the only sign we had was pickets, but now in 94, it be this way, something come wicked. G. Ains, is that Andre? For colors, things that we wear for fashion. Other is that Andre 3000? So as he gets older, he has members. Oh, Andre 3042. I won't repeat, I should have pulled it when I had the chance to. No, I shouldn't get that. Cause if I did that, y'all would not hear that. That shit, they could shoot on your tip. It says fat shit there, but earlier he said shul bit. Shul bit instead of bullshit. Shul bit. Sounds like it's pronounced ice cream incorrectly. He does that a lot. And actually, that's something I wrote down that I enjoyed. Giangs for gangs. I like his pronunciation in some of those lines in the beginning of the song. Giangs? Giangs, baby. Giangs, baby. <laughs> Who's singing? Is that Tibaz? And then that. Is yeah, Tibaz is definitely the lead. Tibaz is led in a dub. Um, I love Lisa Lepti's rap later that comes in. Oh, that's the rap that made me aware that there is a soundproof dimension. Dude, all Lisa Lift I did was open our eyes up to things. <laughs> to dimensions. Let me give you something to think about. Inundate your mind with intentions to turn you wild. <laughs> Alright, I'll skip ahead because I love Oh, actually, there was a chili part. Michelle's grooving again. Alright. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I went too far. I'm getting excited. So. Me and Lisa left eye rap. Wrapped through the phone from rehab. Lisa, you used up your scheduled leaving. You gotta do it through the phone. Sounds like a phone. I don't think it was like the Scott Weiland with the bullhorn. Huh? I think it's just. I think a bullhorn and a megaphone are the same thing. Or one of them like Kleenex and tissue. I was about to say, I bet megaphone. Well, you know what? I bet bullhorn is actually like a brand. brand. And it's a megaphone. Yeah, I bet. It should be called a telephone. Everything else is a phone, a monophone. Cell phone. Cell phone. So yeah, uh, favorite song on the album. That's mine. Something Wicked This Way Comes. That's the end of the album, right? 
Yeah. Interesting. That was it. So uh, I do actually have some guidelines um, that I, some questions and things that I think that would be fair to try and touch here and there um, if we haven't already touched up on these. So what do I think Sam thought of this when I first provided him with the content? Um do you do you mean what do you think I was thinking while listening to it? No, what what I believe your prejudgment. Oh, like of when it you was. told me what the next one was going to be, was I like what was my initial reaction? Yes. Okay. What do I believe your initial gut feeling was? Okay. Um I think that you were maybe a little nervous but a little relieved that you knew it was going to be a little softer because there were songs, at least a couple songs that you were familiar with, one in particular. So uh yeah, I think that it could be m- way more polarizing than what it essentially was. Um, what was your judgment prior to listening to it? Uh, my initial reaction was really actually excitement just because I knew this was the start. I was doing this. That was my initial reaction. I wasn't thinking about what I was going to be listening to. I was just excited that something was assigned. Mm-hmm. And then my immediate follow-up was... I don't know how bad for me this is going to be. Like, oh no, this is actually happening. I'm going to, and I wasn't even thinking about this album in general. I was thinking like in the future too. She's going to make me listen to all of this black music and I'm so racist. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I listened to black artists. It was just more funky stuff. I listened to Mojo with my mom all the time and my mother is very far from raising a racist child. Yeah, because your mother loved the Holocaust. <laughs> The Holocaust. The Holocaust. If she listens to this, she's going to hate that part. I'm kidding. She was an eighth grade English teacher. She taught us all about Hitler and the Holocaust. It was her. She would cry every year. She had to. It broke her heart. She's a great person. I love her tremendously. She raised us to be right, except. But she's kind of obsessed with Hitler and the Holocaust. (laughs) So, I mean. It is what it is. Uh, you're calling it the holly cost. <laughs> like it was. Like it's a, a jolly cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jolly cost. Like right. Santa Claus came and hung out. So you did listen to this quite a bit, right? Uh, well, let me say what my uh, actual thought of the first the album. I thought I thought I don't think this is going to be too bad because okay. I knew it was in the early '90s, mm-hmm. and I knew that I do enjoy like funk music, and I figured this time of R&B and hip-hop and all that it seemed to be lifting heavily mm-hmm. from funk-inspired things. And I already knew Waterfalls, which I didn't really know was on this album, but once I saw it was on this album, I was like, oh, I can at least think of the Weird Al lyrics <laughs> while I'm listening to it. I can but at least no, zone out and think I about was, something else while I'm I was still just, to this. I was still just more excited about about it, just to hear something new and to be assigned to something new. You know, like you mm-hmm. have to listen to this now. Because I... If I try to listen to new stuff sometimes, I just check out. Like, If I didn't like it the first time, I'll have a tendency to just leave it be. The Which, some of my favorite in. albums, I had to listen to yeah. ten times. And then it's like, oh, I agree. this is amazing. So, just more excitement. It's like anything else. You're not going to necessarily do it unless someone might push you mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. We all need a little yeah. bit of encouragement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, not so bad. But you did listen to it quite a bit, right? Uh 
probably, I'd say, 11 or 12 times. I mean, we don't have exact... I mean, I think that you should at least listen to it a minimum of three times. You have to be able to have a conversation yeah. about it. Uh, my my prerequisite for myself was I want to listen to it at least seven times because that would be once like a once a day. Which is a lot. Yeah. I don't know that I listen to it that much. But I listen I'm, to it twice. I've listened to it so times. many times. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, my life, when so. I'm going to give you the albums, I, I barely even need to listen to them. I just need to like do research and <laughs> know what's going on. Other than that, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I remember mowing the lawn of this song. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Loved this album growing up. Yep. Absolutely loved it. Would I recommend it today? Yes. Oh, um, I really still would. Still like it. Still in love I with still it. would. Um, I mean, everything, what as I said, is would dated. You, would you give it to a child at? To a child? Uh, a person. I mean, if I'm giving it to a child, a child. just give it's it to him early and teach him. <laughs> <laughs> that way they know. <laughs> but, I mean, if we're talking about an appropriate age, like an adult or yep. a teenager, yep. um, a, a young adult or a teenager, I think it's – I mean, there's obviously going to be a sexy undertone yeah. if it's called crazy, sexy, cool. But I think that there are really good grooves. I think it's good R&B, music yeah. from the 90s. Yeah. I don't think it's overly explicit either. No, it's just obnoxious with obnoxious. fake sex it's, sounds. It's, it's obviously references, but it's not like overly explicit. It's not like, lick my pussy, blah, 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 stuff like that. Again, the next album. Is that what it gets to? You better lick it before you stick it type <laughs> stuff happens. So <laughs> That's funny. Stuff uh, like that. Let it be known that we do not have children. So when we are saying what age would you give it to a kid at, we have no basis of... <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with it. I don't think it's necessarily appropriate for kids. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're talking about what age would you give this to a child, give it to them when they're young give so they can figure them. things out. And then... Be cool. Let them be. So, um, for me, of course, my favorite song, I recently said that, is Something Wicked This Way Comes, Sam. It's time for you to make a decision. I think going through it just now, because I hadn't, I haven't chosen my worst or favorite up until now. I didn't really know, but I think now officially it has become Switch. It's the grooviest song I noticed while we we're listening to it. It's the only time I danced mm -hmm. and grooved in my chair. And the groove is the best. I think that's my favorite of the album. Well, and when I said that I would like skip ahead, yep. past it, I would skip to Switch. Oh, really? And then listen to something wicked this way comes. So, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to say specifically like, like kick my kick your game is kick my game is right into second place. Really? But I mean, switch is also I say that would tie for number two. Really? On me. It was definitely my favorite. But yeah. Switch. Least favorite song. Yeah. What's yours? I, you think you might have already said it, but I don't remember. I did. I think that it's let's do it again. Really. But I, d I mean, I said Take Our Time was the most boring song because that's when Chili does that horrendous voice. But I still think, yeah, let's do it again, where it's crazy on the fake sex sounds. I just can't do it. I can't remember what any of these three songs sound like. Let's do it again if I was let's your girlfriend and Take Our again. Time. Because I want to make sweet love to you, baby. Yeah. <sighs> um, it's out of those three. Probably. You're allowed to have more than one. I named three favorites, so. Uh, well, I think it Probably if I was your girlfriend annoyed me the most. Seems most simple. Fuck you, Prince. Oh, there's just that whole block where I checked out. I think that would have to be out of there. I can't really give you one that's 
the one. I just yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Probably take our time out of all those because it's like the most cheesy. And yeah. I like McGroove. That's like the more laid back one, which I'm not a big. I lost interest even more then. Yeah. So there you go. That's actually back to back on the album, right? Yeah. Take our time and switch. Well, I mean, there essentially, there is a uh, Busta Rhymes interlude right in between that. So. Which I I enjoyed listening to that because can I, I get a witness? I, I like. I just like listening to Busta Rhymes talk. It, yeah. He's got this saliva thing going on in his mouth <laughs> that I enjoy. There's nothing like a well-oiled mouth. I don't know why. It almost, it doesn't get me there, but it's almost an ASMR thing. Yeah, which I don't have a thing with, but I just like the sound of it. Yeah. I just enjoy it, but it's it doesn't like. almost there. I think if Buster Rhymes described me how hopes. to take my medicine, I would get a- ASMR. <laughs> if he asked me. Would you take your medicine? No, like if he has, like, taught me how to take my medicine. like I know, but would it make you take your medicine? Uh, yeah, as long as he called me every day and went, well, I don't know. He'd be Buster like, says. Sam, who's this? Busta Rhymes <laughs> in the place. <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> yeah, I know. It popped like crazy. <laughs> Dirty pop. Um, so, lastly. Well, it's last. Would you choose to listen to this again? On my own. Probably not. Yes. I wouldn't imagine the um, answer would be anything else. Uh, if I was in a car and it played, I wouldn't care. It wouldn't be as painful as N- other things? No. No. A lot less painful than other things. Yeah. Like, um, And I could actually groove to some of it, especially now that I've listened to it 11 or 12 times, however many times it's been. Mm-hmm. So. Well. I wouldn't. I'm not going to seek it out. But I will say I'd be around work and around the house and these songs would pop into my head. Yeah. Especially uh Creep. It's so I creep. Don't I'll be take saying no that all mess a lot. from nobody. Alright, so are we done? Yeah, so that was Sweet. officially the first well. episode of a couple of critics. Alright. I gotta tell you what my album is gonna be. Oh my god! Wait, I forgot that this is gonna continue. She tried to. She tried to avoid. I did. I I tried to kind of jump ahead because I wasn't thinking right. All right, I gotta make sure it's. Really <sighs> what good. are you gonna give me? What's all right? The band is a little band that is actually tattooed onto my flesh. It's a band I like to call the Misfits. Okay. I know a lot of people like the Misfits, and I am one of them. The album is more of a collection, but it's an album that I, uh, that's pretty much how I got into the Misfits. Okay. It's called Collection 2. That's what it looks like. Okay. There are 20 songs. I'm sure they're what, like a minute and a half each? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll give you the rundown real fast. A minute 41, a minute 31, 216, 159, 137, 207, and it carries on like that. Yeah. So, this is Danzig Air Misfits. This is classic Misfits, and it's a window into how I even got into that kind of music. Well, I'm going to make a funny comparison. Um, the first popular Blink-182 album that I liked when it came out had a lot of similarly timed Time tracks. Songs. Oh, so you uh, you had a little punk past I then. Yes, I did. So but it might not be too bad. I mean, I, Good Charlotte and the Misfits together, uh, it's basically the same thing, Tomato Tomato. Sh- this you just made me great. and a lot of people <laughs> cringe. <laughs> oh, jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'll tell you right now, the production quality is not terrible, but it's low. It's not terrible. So it'll be maybe somewhat similar to this podcast. <laughs> uh, this quality might even be better than that pod- <laughs> than that album. All right, All right. Mel Collection Two. All right, so we'll that's be back next the end week. of this podcast. Couple of critics. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll please. take you out with the best track from the album, which I think is that song that maybe represents it it's the my, most. It's my favorite by far. 